It's time for episode 427 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 1st, 2021. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, where our favorite holiday song is Carol of the Bells. Duh. I'm your co-host, Dan Morton, and I'm joined across the internet by my good friend, my pal, my dungeon buddy, it's Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? I'm doing quite well, Dan, and now that song is just playing in my head all through the... Yeah, that's that's how it's going to be. Um, so I appreciate that. Uh, yep, living rent-free there. Uh, <laughs> Indeed. This is, of course, the show where we ask on two fantastic guests to talk about some tech topics. And to my left this week, it is one of my former colleagues from Macworld, a Washington Post technology reporter. It's Heather Kelly. Welcome back, Heather. Howdy. Howdy. And to my left, freelance writer, co-host of The Rebound, and maker of many teas, not mini teas, but many teas, it's John Moltz. Welcome <laughs> back, John. Thanks. It's great to be here. And while I have you, you said Carol of the Bells. Look up. Um, if I think some of these, I'm, I'm sure that some of the people on this podcast are Star Wars fans. Um, there's a Carol of the Bells Mandalorian mashup on, you know, Spotify or whatever, and it's it's super fun for the holidays. Well, I'm I'm leaving that. this show and going to do that immediately. <laughs> Goodbye. No. Uh, I guess we should talk about some tech topics. Let me kick things off this week. I, I have to ask. I, I found myself casting an eye around my house and thinking. Wow, there's some tech here that maybe is a little long in the tooth, but I can't really justify upgrading it because it, it works, right? Like, so I'm kind of curious to know, is there something, do you have a piece of tech that you're like, oh man, I'd really love something new maybe, but I, yeah, this one works perfectly fine. I'm just not going to spend the money. Heather? I got, I got two for this one. One, I have an iPad mini and it's an older one and there's literally nothing wrong with it. It does everything except Apple won't let it work with um apple fitness which is literally playing videos mm-hmm. there's there's no reason and it sends me into such a rage that i think i'm just never buying another ipad mini and the other thing is a kindle and i don't even know how old this kindle is like it's so old that i don't even remember buying it and they just they just <laughs> never break nothing happens it's just like a screen with some words on it and i can't think of any reason to get a new kindle except it might be fun <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Well, one of mine was definitely the Kindle I have. I do remember buying mine. No, actually, I take that back because I have I, I have don't two Kindles. Remember. <laughs> I have two Kindles, and one was a Christmas gift when I was uh, when I like way back when, and I remember getting that one because it was a gift. But the one I got after that, I don't remember what year I got it, and. The one is it, the battery's gone, so it doesn't work. But the other one I have, it works just fine. But like Heather, I'm going, man, it would be fun. Uh, the big one, though, is actually something I'm looking at right now, which is these two 24-inch Dell UltraSharp monitors I have. I have a stupid list of different monitors uh, that's just sitting in on Amazon that's like, you know, one day I'm just going to boop, boop and make those purchases. But I can't really justify i mean everything works fine with the monitors i have and even though i would like a little bit more screen space these just work so well and i i can't i I can't justify it so thank you for making me think of that dan uh john what about you 
I, well, first, I want to know if there's a browser plugin that goes boop, boop when you buy something on Amazon. <laughs> there should um, be. <laughs> but uh, I think we have to define works fine because I still have a Firewire 800 Drobo that is hooked up to a 2007 iMac because that's like the last thing that I have that has Firewire 800. And over the years, I've upgraded the drives on it and it mostly just has like old photos and DVDs that I ripped years and years ago. So it's got all my Buffy the Vampire Slayer and stuff like that. And it's fine. It's just fine. It still works. And it's like, I, I feel like I can't kill the thing. But at this point, you know, I'm still having to run the 2007 iMac because the only other connector it has is USB 2, which is going to be way slower. And um, I had to even go so far as to get a new screen for the iMac because the screen on the iMac died. And, you know, <clears throat> FireWire 800 even, you know, is not that fast anymore. So, uh, you know, I'd really like to get a Synology and but it's like 300 bucks at least. And then I ha and I can use at least reuse the drives because I've upgraded the drives in the Drobo. But uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that's it's a, a hanging around my neck for years. John, for 20 bucks, so I got a hammer and I can fix that problem for you. <laughs> that's, uh, a, that's an expensive hammer, Dan. <laughs> uh, it's the labor. Uh, you know, it's Heather. It's funny. My wife had a Kindle uh, that was like super old and it just finally died. So there's still hope. There's hope. It could <gasps> happen to they you. They die. Someday. Yeah, they do. Oh, that's great. Um, she's getting a new one for Christmas. Don't tell her. <laughs> Um, the, uh, the thing that spawned this question for me was looking around and seeing my, my TV in the living room, which is from, I think circa 2014 or 15. So it's pre 4k. And I, I feel like I, I put in this really nice sound system and everything. And I've got like my, you know, all my nice streaming stuff. And I think, wow, would, would this look that much better in 4k? I kind of am interested, but I just, I can't, it works totally fine. And it's like, uh, you know, just dumb enough that it doesn't try to like put all its apps on me and everything, which I kind of like. So there's a lot going for it. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, man, I could get a new one of those. Oh, and then I could get an Apple TV 4K and I could watch everything in 4K. But no, everything works fine. I keep telling myself. So I, I guess I'm tempted, but I, I just haven't been able to sort of pull the trigger on that. Also, I will feel bad because when I bought that TV in like 2014, 2015 to replace my previous broken TV, it was very expensive. And now they're yeah, super cheap right. and way better. So mm -hmm. that just makes me angry. Uh, but thank you all for your thoughts on that one. Let's go to our second topic, which comes from Heather. All right. Mine is a Twitter related topic um, with Jack stepping down. Is there anything that you would love to see really change at Twitter or anything you desperately don't want to change? I feel like, you know, there's an obvious answer here as well, um, but we'll, we'll see what you have. <laughs> I think I'm going to make it a paid service. Uh, it, like you actually, you cannot use it unless you pay for it because, and I know that that has the, it, it smacks of elitism in a way, but at the same time, like $1.99, two bucks. Because I think that that would help filter out some of the some of the ridiculousness, and also it would make it very expensive or somewhat expensive to run uh, bot accounts. A bunch of bot accounts suddenly start to add up as you have to pay two ninety nine a month or what have you. So basically, Twitter Blue drops down to just Twitter, and it costs you two ninety nine, three ninety nine a month. I don't know, uh, and then 
just the people that are paying that are able to be on the service. Um, I would probably throw things into a crash and the business would go under, but um, <laughs> at least I would have had, had that change right. take place. Well, maybe that's the killer feature. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, exactly. I, as a service, I will come in and ruin your business. <laughs> Micah uh, is John. the killer feature. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think content moderation is probably my top one of my top list items. Um, it doesn't seem like they're too concerned about that. <laughs> unfortunately but um i'm not an edit button guy at all though because i'm old school twitter Same. and i thought doubling the character count was a mistake so i'm like old man yells at fail whale and i think you should just live with your typos and it's not a big deal um twitter should be a place where you tell 140 character jokes not you know foment the downfall of western democracies uh since they're probably not going to do that though i think the big thing that i actually like that they i think that they are doing a little bit better on but could speed up is um creating feature parity for the api so that the third-party clients can get back features that they took away years ago and then also get them up to speed on new features um like full fully implement the um Polls? It's not a quiz. Polls, yes, thank you. Um, that they've never fully been able to take advantage of. That's cool. John took mine. Uh, that, <laughs> yes. No, I mean, I, I think that is a big part of it. I, w- I would add on to that, like, if you're going to run a service like Twitter Blue uh, and have that sort of paid uh, account situation, that you should make it ad-free, too. That seems like a no-brainer to me. Uh, I understand why they are not doing that, but it would make that service slightly more compelling. And then, to Micah's point, might help weed out people who don't want to pay for things. So I think there's uh, there's some good answers in there. The, the API parity is a big thing for me as a used, longtime user of TweetBot. It is extremely frustrating that there are just things that don't work. Uh, one of the other ones that drive, drove me mad for years was group DMs don't work in third-party clients. Mm-hmm. And so I would eventually someday go on to the website and see I had like <laughs> direct messages from people from like months ago <laughs> that I never saw. Um, so uh, in general, all of the things I think you folks have suggested, I will say a limited edit functionality, I think there is some value to, but I also take John's point that like, you know, we there there are challenges there, and there are things that don't really matter as much. But certainly, uh, I, I think there would be some advantages to it as well. But it would have to be well implemented, and I'm hopeful that because the new CEO is the former chief technology officer, that they probably have a better insight into some of this stuff. Heather, what are you thinking? Okay, I got two. One, my DMs like they terrify me. Um, <laughs> I want them to be end-to-end encrypted, and I want a button to like delete all past. DM conversations, just one button, clear it, start over, um, add a little signal feature so they they can auto disappear. It's just like Twitter DMs are never good. Um, And the other one is I want a little a little setting, maybe a slider for my anxiety level at any given time to filter out what I see. So if it's like bedtime Twitter, I want to slide it over to like just cute shit. Like that's all I want. And then, you know, work time Twitter, it's like, you know, give me the downfall of society. That's fine. <laughs> all right that is two topics down two topics left to go which of course means it is halftime here at clockwise and this week's episode of clockwise is brought to you by electric somewhere along the way you've picked up onboarding and offboarding new employees managing app licenses company devices and networks checking all of those cybersecurity boxes and fielding never-ending it support requests like where's my password again On top of the 10,000 other things you do every day, you've added the do the work of an entire IT team to your list. Thankfully, there is a solution, and it doesn't require cloning yourself or spending the next six months interviewing IT managers. Try Electric. 
Electric is the IT management platform made for all of the many hat wearers out there who just need someone to handle it. With Electric, you get the visibility and control of an IT management platform with the practical help of over 100 IT specialists. That's a whole team here to take on all of those extra IT tasks you've picked up. They can field IT support tasks directly from your team through your favorite corporate messaging app while giving you full visibility into every project. So you can focus on more strategic things like your actual job description. Unbury yourself from IT tasks. Head over to electric.ai slash clockwise and get started. And just for taking a qualified meeting with their team, they'll give you a pair of Beats Solo 3 wireless headphones. That's right. Visit electric.ai slash clockwise and get your free pair of Beats Solo 3 wireless headphones today for scheduling a meeting. Our thanks to Electric for their support of this show and Relay FM. And with that, halftime has concluded, and I will turn things over to Micah. There have been a number of uh, rumors about watches, uh, Apple watches and other wearables getting blood glucose monitoring. And on top of that, we have seen uh, like levels health, uh, which makes a constant blood glucose monitor that you can connect to your smartwatch or, or excuse me, your smartphone and be able to keep track of that information. Um, so it seems like blood glucose monitoring might be the next big thing in health tracking. I'm curious, what health related data would you like to be able to track with a wearable? John, we'll start with you. Okay. Um, well, I have a family member who has borderline hypertension, so a blood pressure monitor would be a really good one to have for us. And I, you know, I don't think you can do that in a watch, so it would have to be like a shirt or something. I don't know exactly how you'd implement it. Um, I'm not a licensed medical practitioner, uh, but uh, that would be great. And for myself, I'd like something that would take your temperature because we've had about 20 of those forehead scanners and I can never get them to work. What's the darn? Yeah. And because again, not a licensed me medical practitioner, um, it seems like maybe if you dig glasses, like if somebody actually, you know, produces some glasses that become popular that you could actually put maybe if you could put a forehead scanner in those so i don't know i mean that seems like something that is a you know also possibly covid related like you could check your temperature before you go into a building or whatever and um could have other applications as well i you know what i like in my head the uh the temperature monitoring works by you hold your watch to your forehead and then it checks your temperature <laughs> and the uh blood pressure. and then it looks like you know it looks like you're in 19th like century you're, you're fainting you're, you're on your fainting couch uh, oh my stars and, and the blood pressure <laughs> so shirt, warm in here the blood pressure shirt works by inflating slightly <laughs> like the, i got a lot mr of, muscles a lot of bad ideas here mm. um I, I think those are two words that were at the top of my list, but I will add on to that. Um, I think the ability to... I, I'm looking for sort of more of a holistic uh, sensor thing. I mean, combining a lot of these uh, pieces of data, which aren't really actionable into something actually useful, because as much as you can get your heart rate and your blood pressure, uh, you know, and your glucose, like some of those things like like glucose, if you're diabetic, right, you, you kind of know what the, the numbers are and like what you need to what range you need to be in and all that. But a lot of us, you know, we get our heart rate and we're like, I don't know, is that good? Is that bad? Should I like, should I be worried? <laughs> uh, and so being able to sort of combine some of this information into monitoring your health in a in a fashion that provides actual like useful input, I think is is kind of more interesting to me than just more sense. And I think there's some really interesting stuff you could do with potentially with machine learning to like figure out 
hey, we've tracked all these different, you know, stats. And uh, last time that you had these combination of things, you you know, you, you were feeling a little sick. Maybe you had a little cold. Uh, maybe you should drink more vitamin C today or something like that. Be a little more proactive about it instead of just telling you, oh, you've fallen off something. Maybe you should go to the hospital. Like, it's too late. I've already fallen. Help me before I fall. <laughs> Heather, what about you? Uh, I think actually my idea is, is sort of similar. Um, there was a study, I think, last week, and it was in Nature, and um, the researchers used all this information from wearables. They had sleep patterns, heart rate, uh, step count, and they tried uh, to predict whether or not they had COVID, um, and they had actually a pretty good success rate. And I want something like this. I want a wearable that tells people not to go to the office mm, mm-hmm. because they don't seem to understand. <laughs> like if you're sick, don't come can I, in. Can I have one that just says that all the time? <laughs> yes. And I, I mean, if we could hack them, that would be great. But I just, I feel like people need a little guidance of like what not feeling well means or what not being a hundred percent is. And so if we could take all this information, that's really hard to parse and be like, you, you, maybe you get a nap today and maybe you don't go anywhere. God, that does sound good every day. Good point. <laughs> you get a nap today. I like that. Um, so there's no reasonable re- there's no reasonable reason uh, for me to believe that this is coming in the next you know five six years. But what I really want is nutrition monitoring that exists in a wearable form. So. I'm. I won't even try to make up the way that it works. You know, there's no uh, blood pressure shirt in this case. I just want something that can tell me, like my caffeine intake, that can tell me uh, the the amount of nutrition that I'm getting from different foods as I am consuming those things. Because I don't like eating. I don't like food. I don't like the like. I don't like the concept of food. The the idea that I have to eat is what I mean. And so, if I had the ability to make sure that I was getting what I needed, uh, sort of by the daily recommended value, then I'd be like, "All right, good. I'm done with that. Don't have to worry about that for the rest of the day," which would be quite nice. So, some way to track my nutritional information without me having to go through and scan barcodes and and change it because every single one in the database is incorrect and all that kind of stuff. That would be nice. Um, all right, that is my topic down. Let's move on to our final topic, which comes from John. All right. Well, uh, retro gaming platforms are kind of a fairly popular item, and with you know holidays coming up too, and uh, you know like Nintendo has released several retro game machines, and I know that Atari at least has one. Um, there used to be a, a cider bar in the area that had a back room that had all these devices hooked up, and you could go in the back and play. Um, those games, I don't know if that place has survived the pandemic or not, actually. But uh, the uh, and then we uh, talked about on the rebound, the analog pocket is a device that plays Game Boy cartridges and also has adapters that you can play uh, cartridges from other platforms, which look pretty cool. But my question is, uh, is sort of spurred by this and is if you could uh, bring back one game from the past and have it be updated for modern graphics and new levels and you know, magic ponies or whatever you want in it, uh, what game would it be and why oh clearly zork i mean the graphics were just terrible back in the day uh <laughs> uh limited peel joke um i <laughs> i think the top of my list and they kind of did this last year but um the classic x-wing and tie fighter games uh which are mm-hmm. among my favorite of all times i should have known yeah well there you go the star wars squadrons which came out last year is kind of an homage to them and it did a pretty good job but i'd love to see a full remake of the earlier games uh because those were a lot of fun and then i'll throw in as a uh 
a second one. There's a classic DOS game I loved playing called Sort of the Samurai, which was like a part tactical, part like role playing game where you're like a you know a samurai in in you know feudal Japan or something. And I God, I played hours and hours of that game. I'd love to see a uh, an update with better graphics and probably just a little. <laughs> more actual like history and stuff like that instead of just here's some random ninjas uh but those are those are a couple of my favorites heather you guys are really gonna regret having me on i never played video games and i i still don't like minesweeper that that was cool i bet that looks good with bigger explosions um a lot of sim city um it's not that i had cooler things to do i want to make that clear i was just a different kind of of nerd so i'm sorry i got nothing for you that's okay that's all right uh because i've got two (laughs) (laughs) i was i mostly fell into that camp too heather but i will say that i can remember uh having fun playing golden eye and i think that would be so fun to have that remade big head mode in vr i mean come on that would be pretty awesome they tried it they tried to remake that at one point and there was a whole rights thing because yeah Yeah. it was a mess but this is a fantasy land where i can have what i want yeah that's right i missed i missed golden eye i'm not sure exactly how i did it did it just come out must have just come out on pc first or or a game some sort of game i think it was on xbox Xbox golden eye was nintendo 64 or yeah yeah originally at the time yeah. yeah yep um um so the first thing that i i think of is um is myth the fallen lords which was probably one i mean certainly one of my favorite games of all time um which was a great game made by bungie for the mac uh years ago and you just lead these little armies and 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 in a sort of uh fantasy world and you have dwarves and archers and uh, all kinds of things and there's (laughs) it it got pretty bloody i will say (laughs) um but the graphics was just sprites and they tried to make they did well they did make a 3d version but it was made by a different developer later and it just wasn't nearly as good it was extremely buggy and didn't work very well and it was hard to get through and the story just wasn't as good so i would love to see a really good remake of that done for modern times it also seems like the kind of game that would be great on an ipad but um it must be i don't know if there's some sort of legal reason why no one will approach that um but the other thing that i thought of as well was this game i think dan we talked about this before too with uh missions of the reliant oh uh, yeah which was a a star trek game that was actually shareware was made by a um, you know independent shareware developer years and years ago probably early 90s i guess and he eventually got some sort of legal notification from i believe paramount and said you can't use our licensed ip so he had to change it to something more generic and it was never quite as fun but it was um it was one of the best star trek games that i ever played and it was just this little shareware thing that um he just managed to capture exactly what people wanted i think which i think a lot of these times the 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 companies who make these things don't really have their finger right on the pulse of what the their fans actually want that's true all too true all right that is four topics down we have just enough time for a bonus topic but before we get there i want to tell you about our other sponsor today this week's episode of clockwise is brought to you by in good companies from cadence bank Small and mid-sized businesses are how people turn their passions into livelihood, but owning a business comes with a whole host of questions. How do I get started? What type of business loan is right for me? How do federal reserve policies affect my business? When should I create a succession plan? 
That's where Cadence Bank can help. On their podcasting good companies, they put together their extensive knowledge to guide you through the life cycle of a business from start to sale. If you have a business or are thinking of starting one, this podcast will give you the strategies to help you navigate opportunities and the financial and managerial tools you need. I checked out an episode that was talking about the overall economy. Obviously, we all hear about the economy all the time, but it's really hard to figure out what is the actual impact of this? Is this stuff good? Is it bad? Like, what is like, uh, you know, a brief problem in the economy? When is that like a, an interruption versus a long term trend that's actually going to cause me a lot of problems? Not the kind of thing I know about because I'm not an economist or don't work in any finances, but the hosts of this show do, and they can kind of explain it to you in kind of plain English language that makes it a lot easier to grok. They also cover the trials of starting a new business and what you can do to ensure your position to succeed, bulletproof business plans, funding options, and how to develop relationships with key stakeholders. And guests include Ross Vaughn, who is Cadence Bank's Executive Vice President of Commercial and Industrial Lending. Listen to brand new episodes of Cadence Bank's In Good Companies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go now, check it out, search In Good Companies wherever you get your podcasts. Our thanks to In Good Companies for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, bonus topic for you. Are you the kind of person who does all your holiday shopping early? You got it all sorted already? Or are you more of a last minute sort of person? Heather? I'm like a right now person. Actually, when you guys are talking, I'm not listening. I'm just sort of buying stuff online. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's mostly Dan's <laughs> gifts, so it's fine. It's that's fine. fine. Yeah, that's fine. I don't mind. <laughs> uh, I am a mixture. There are some things that I got a long time ago. Uh, there are some things that I'm buying for Heather right now. And there are some things that I will be getting later as we get closer to the holidays. So yeah, it's it's kind of all over the place because some things were sold out whenever I was going to get them. And so I have to have a camel, camel, camel going to uh, let me know when it's back in stock. Yeah, I I pretty much do the same. I've got already bought a few things, but uh, you you got to save stuff until like you know the last minute so that you get that you get. It's not a holiday unless you have some panic at the end. So <laughs> you got to make sure you get the you get the blood flowing, and then you know hopefully you have a a wearable that will monitor you. <laughs> John, John's gift is panic. That's what I got here. Last minute. Uh, I traditionally feel like I'm pretty good at getting it done early this year. It's totally going out the window, and I'm like sort of scrambling now and thinking about like, oh my god, what am I going to get for all these people? I'm supposed to buy gifts for. So you're all getting, I don't know, coal. No, we're we're getting rid of coal. You're all getting. You're only getting an invitation to be on a podcast. Yeah, there you go. I got you a podcast. Surprise. Enjoy. <laughs> All right, that is the end of our show for this week. All that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guests for being here. Heather Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This is always a hoot. And John Moltz, thank you for being here. Thanks. I think I better go buy some presents. (laughs) And thanks to everybody out there for listening. Micah, we remind all of them out there, until next week, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.